Hi, I am so happy you're here. I'm Ashley, and this is the Kick-Ash Live podcast. In case you're new here, this is simply a podcast by someone who does not have it all figured out, just hoping to connect and walk beside other folks who love hard and laugh often and often wonder, what the hell happened? How did I get here? Do you feel me? Anyway... Today is a solo episode, another Thoughts from the Trike episode, and in case you're wondering what in the world is that, go back and listen to episode one. I'll fill you in there. This week, I am visiting a dear friend, Jessica. She is um, was my college roommate and is a lifelong friend, and I am at her she has such a special family, and I'm visiting their mountain home. It's a little cabin that has the most gorgeous view. And if you hear birds, it's because I'm sitting outside just soaking it all in. And I wish you were here. Okay, today we are going to talk about love. All right, wait, wait, wait. Don't hit delete just yet. There's a little something in here for you, no matter where you're at. And you know me, each of these concepts really applies just as much to business as it does to life. Maybe not obviously so, but the patterns are there if we look for them. There are breakups in business, and as an attorney, as a litigator, I call it corporate divorce, and man, is it personal. And there are marriages in business, too. I um, I get to give talks to business owners about legal issues and legal foundations, and I often say that a contract is an act of love. It defines the relationship. It offers clarity. And it's like a springboard for talking about tough issues when they do come up, because we know this, tough issues come up. And I think these are things we'll talk about and soon from that angle, from that perspective. But right now, let's start with this. I have to tell you this, okay? If I look at my forever love, the love that has endured for a lifetime. It is a love that caught me in about sixth grade and has held my hand and looked into my heart ever since. The love that accelerated my career. It's also a love that often wakes me up at 3 a.m. for a little attention. Yeah, that love is writing. You didn't think that was where I was headed, did you? Yeah, it's true. For many years, I have used my words professionally as an attorney, writing and persuading and identifying nuances for courts. But in the past few years, words have been coming to me differently. I just, I need to write, I need to create. And I wonder, is it ever that way for you? Like, maybe it's painting like John and I talked about in the last episode, or maybe it's a need to create by building a business or through cooking or through planting a garden. I think we just as humans have this innate need to create in a way that's distinct to us. And for me lately, I have felt a need to write not just about my client's legal position, but to draft my own opinions, to start to string words together, to try to just make sense of it all. And these words often wake me up at 3 a.m. I've shared these words with friends, um, the words that come to me, and kind of halfway on a dare, I started a blog on Substack. 
If you've got no idea what Substack is, yeah, I didn't know either. But it is a place where writers can share their thoughts, like a blog, without creating a website and all of that. And it's a way that writers can find other writers and readers can subscribe to writers who write in a way that resonates with them. And above all, writers can build a home for their words, a place to put what they need to create. In the same way, maybe... um, An artist finds galleries to curate and display their work. That's what Substack does for writers. So I will put the Kickash Life blog Substack link in the show notes. Or if you hang out with me on Instagram, the link is there too. If you're kind of halfway curious, stop by, subscribe, get a little love letter or maybe a rant from me each week. But here's the thing. This podcast and also the blog started because I just need to create and share, and it's purely out of love. And lately, I've been asked by friends to share for them words of and about love. And so I'm going to try something different here today. I am simply going to read these words to you that I shared with my friends. I'm not sure they're necessarily my words, but they are words. I mean, I definitely wrote the words, right? But they are words that feel like they're flowing through me. So I'm going to share three sets of words on love. The first is about the loss of love. And then it's about the finding of love. And then simply words of love that I received from something greater than me in a dark, like very dark moment. Okay. First, on the loss of love. A couple of weeks ago, my beautiful niece, Lindsay, who is in college, texted and said, hey, um, Aunt Ashley, my friend is going through an unexpected breakup, and I don't really know what to say to her or how to help her. So what would you say? And without thinking too hard, I texted back these words and You know, just to be clear, I mean, gosh, there are no words to solve somebody's pain, the pain that someone experiences in the moment and the days that follow the loss of a relationship. But since my niece asked, here's what I shared. Breathe, sit with it, let yourself feel it, be alone, take long walks, Know that you are worthy and beautiful. On those long walks, list all the things that you love about yourself. Breathe some more. Feel the pain, but don't take that pain on as identity. Find a hobby, work hard, be with friends, but don't find a new person just yet. When you start to laugh again, only then date again. Be loving and know that you are love, but not defined by another's love. Side note, I just want to acknowledge how beautiful is it that my niece reached out to say, how do I help a friend? Lindsay, girl, I love you and your kind heart. Keep showing up, baby, just like that. Next, on the finding of love, I recently had the honor of a lifetime. I was asked to officiate the wedding of two friends, two special souls who found one another and wanted to make a commitment to their love, to their path forward together. And they wanted to do it before their friends and family. 
And it was the most special gathering I think I've ever attended. And I wonder, you know, if that happens for a second time around later in life commitments where, speaking through my own experience, we've been through the hard moments and the loss. And because of that, maybe maybe we can really appreciate and celebrate love in a different way, in a way that's just simple and pure and sincere and uncomplicated, really. Their story is beautiful, but it is their story, and I'm not going to share it here. Nonetheless, there are some words from the homily that I want to share here. I would love to find this in my own life, and maybe this will enrich your own journey, your own search as well. So here are the words on the finding and sustaining of love from the ceremony in which I was so deeply honored to share. This marriage, today and always, is meant to symbolize your eternal, abiding commitment to one another. Today and always, may you continue to support one another fully, to listen to one another carefully, to disagree with curiosity, to laugh wholeheartedly, to seek adventures together, to expand one another's horizons, to enjoy the everyday moments together, to demonstrate understanding, acceptance, and compassion for one another. Today and always, may you love one another deeply, fiercely, tenderly. And may the light of your love continue to shine on your children, your families, your friends, as your joy warms all who know you. Podcast family, I wish the very same for you too. And if, like me, you're single, maybe like me, you've been alone for a while and maybe by choice, maybe focused on other things at the moment and that's the season we're in for now, then I wish for us to find the same thing in our friendships and our family relationships. I wish so many blessings for you. All right, part three. This may be a little woo-woo for some of you, but it's me, so here we go. I believe that words of love are sent to us by something beyond us. And I like to think of this as my guides who send messages of love to me in dark moments, in trying moments, messages that are messages of support and hope and faith. Have you ever read 1 Corinthians? I think it's 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Anyway, it says, so now faith, hope, and love abide, but the greatest of these is love. I love that verse. I was a sorority girl at Florida State University and a Kappa Alpha Theta, and that verse was at the core of our chapter meetings each Sunday night. If you read the whole thing, that's just an excerpt. It's haunting and it's beautiful, no matter what your faith tradition might be. And for real, you don't have to go to church or be a sorority member to cling to the idea of faith, hope, and love. So. Here are some words of faith, of hope, of love that came to me at 3 a.m. last year in some really tough moments in the clutches of a failed business and when I felt like I was failing at just about everything. I was scared. I was really in true despair. And I'm not ready to share why just yet. I need to heal that and um, really process that still. 
but maybe these words will help you feel not so alone in, I guess, in the same way they helped me in that moment. I actually think these words that I'm going to share are, they read better on paper than audibly like this. So I'm going to post them on my blog soon if you'd like to have them in black and white as something to refer back to in the same way that I do. All right, here we go. 3 a.m., August 23rd, 2022. There are many things I once thought I knew. For three years now, I've been wide awake at 3 a.m. questioning these things. The doctor says my adrenals are shot, therefore I wake at 3 a.m. An intuitive says my guides are speaking to me and the best time for them to do so is in the quiet of 3 a.m. The puppy we adopted feels 3 a.m. is an urgent matter altogether. So down we go, three flights of stairs, seeking relief, then up three flights again. I lie awake, praying for sleep that doesn't come. These thoughts swirl in my head, vague and incoherent, unformed but nevertheless insistent, demanding my full attention. How? When? Why? What? How? How much? Who? What if? Why not? Who says? Wait, maybe. But then again, too much, not enough. I can't, I can, I will, I won't. They said, never mind, let me dream. It's too risky. Let me hope. It's futile. Let me sleep, please. Our soul speaks. We long to listen. Our rational mind says sleep. But what if we were just to sit with our soul in these moments? What might she say? My soul would say, I love you. Be at peace. Rest in faith. Know that you are love and loved. If you sleep at last, then dream of ways to be love and share love and know love. How, I ask my soul, when my heart is breaking over so many things. Yes, but you are not broken, says my soul. You are simply here to be love. When, I ask my soul, when will I find peace, calm, ease? When you find them within yourself, says my soul. Breathe. Why, I ask my soul, why does everything right now seem so hard? Because you are fighting so hard, says my soul. Surrender, but do not give up. This is faith. What, I ask my soul, what am I supposed to do? Trust, says my soul. Trust your inner knowing. Trust yourself. How, I ask my soul, how do I learn to trust myself? Let go. Stop holding on so tightly, trying to control every moment, every situation. Ease up and trust. Trust that you have the answers within you. Trust that the path will reveal itself. How much, I ask my soul, how much can I take? I am fearful and the burdens are heavy. The consequences of my failure are severe. You don't have to carry this, says my soul. Put the burdens down, then get up. Move forward. Don't look back. Take only your learnings with you. You will only fail if you stay mired in these burdens. Who, I ask my soul, who will walk with me? I feel so alone. That's just it, says my soul. Be alone, but not lonely. Walk with yourself. Hold your own hand. Speak loving words to yourself. What if, I ask my soul, What if what, demands my soul, we are back to faith? What if you were to trust? 
What if you were to dream? What if you were to take action? What if you were to step into your gifts? What if? Now my soul is urgent and I'm energized. I sit straight up. Why not? I ask my soul. Why not keep going? Why not persevere? Why not continue to pursue what to all around me appears foolish? And my soul says, what does it matter what all think? Does your heart tell you to keep going? Then go. Who says, I ask my soul, who says I can't do this? And my soul says, what does it matter, this who and what it says? What do you say? Will you find your voice? Will you finally write? Will you finally speak? Will you finally stand in your eternal knowing? Wait, maybe, I ask my soul, maybe I have a calling, but it seems to me there's a fine line between faith and folly. Well, yes, says my soul with a wink. Isn't that the tricky part? Walk the line. But then again, I say to my soul, but then again, what demands my soul? You are called. I am calling you to step into what is possible. And around we go. I say to my soul once again, let me sleep. Of course, dear one. But first, right. Okay, podcast friends. <laughs> I put it out there, didn't I? But we have so much love to share. These are the words like um, words with a capital W that I'll share on the blog. So go find that link to the Kickash Life Substack blog and shoot while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe or follow this podcast. Why are you doing all this, Ash? A friend who's known me since college said, how do you find the time? I can barely walk the dog. Well, it, I told her, you know, it's just that I really don't have a choice. The words are coming and they've got to go somewhere. So if you'd like to receive them, please subscribe. If they mean something to you, well, that's a blessing to me. And if you think the words could bless others, then please share them with a friend. I'll talk to you next week. And as with every Thoughts from the Trike episode, I want to remind you that you are love and light. You are health and wealth. You are joy and strength. You are fire and grace. Okay, you thought we were done, right? So did I. But I had to jump back in here real quick and just share this with you. As I was editing this before sending it along to the production team, thank you guys at Right Turn Media for fixing all the places where I forget how to talk. Anyway, I was sitting on this wraparound porch outside at my friend Jessica's family cabin, just listening back. And I was almost at the end of the recording when I felt something land on my dress. And my son was sitting next to me and Parker said, Mom, a butterfly just landed on your lap. And sure enough, there was a butterfly on my lap. And I, I gotta tell you, I was nervous to put this episode out, but that butterfly was the sign. It was the confirmation I needed. Years ago, um, I was going through a really heated divorce and trying to piece my life back together. And I saw butterflies everywhere at that time. And if you look up the symbolism, I read in one place that the message of butterflies is to remind us of our ability to go through changes with lightness and grace. So when I face changes, I look for butterflies and I remember that I really do have the ability to move through change with lightness and grace. And 
you know, I was thinking that sharing these intimate thoughts publicly, that's definitely a change for me. And maybe the butterfly was there to remind me to approach this joyfully. Maybe that's why it feels like butterflies in our stomach when we're trying something new, when we're a little afraid to try. Anyway, I just had to pop back in and share that. Isn't life magical? And if you are in a season of change, I wish for the butterflies to find you too. 